listener production. Hi, I'm Sasha Barbagat. Thanks for joining us for this extra episode of The Briefing. When I think of Christmas and New Year and the holidays, my mind is usually consumed by one thing, eating. Whether it's the big ham on Chrissy Day and the week of ham toasties that come after it, or the big seafood platter I'll be devouring on the final day of the year, for me, tis the season of feasting. But did you know one in five of us end up with food poisoning over the holidays? There are a few things worse than serving up a meal to your guests and making them sick from it. So what are we doing wrong when it comes to festive feasting? And what other holiday food myths are floating around out there that need to be busted? We're joined by Adelaide journalist Sophia Funicello, who's spoken to a national food safety specialist. Welcome, Sophia. Are you gearing up for weeks of eating like I am? Good afternoon. I sure am. With Christmas just over a week away, now's about the time many Australians will be writing that food shopping list and getting ready for the big day, whether it be brunch, lunch or dinner. And just thinking about the endless food my family puts on for Christmas, I already feel full. Uh, You know, turkey, Christmas ham, pudding, or in my family being Italian, it's lasagna. And of course, the food comas that go with that smorgasbord. Oh, you're lucky you get to eat lasagna. Um, (laughs) I think I might, maybe I'll start a new tradition in my family and say, hey guys, we've got to do what the Italians do and eat lasagna instead of turkey and ham. But with all that food comes a lot of pressure with food prep, especially if you're the one hosting the big event. Yeah. And I mentioned it at the top, it is every host's nightmare to get everyone sick on the special day. I couldn't think of anything worse. When I came across the stats, one in five Australians get food poisoning at Christmas time. I was actually quite shocked it was that many. I reached out to a national food safety specialist, Gary Kennedy, who says, to my surprise, that number's not quite accurate. Oh, I think it's higher than that in reality. It's about one in five people get food poisoning a year. But if we consider that uh, it's probably 10 times that's high, that means most people get food poisoning twice a year. And in fact, quite often when downstairs works a little too well, shall we say, for delicate listeners, that often means you've got mild food poisoning. Yeah, and when we think about it, the average size kitchen isn't actually designed to be able to cook for 30, 40 plus people. You know, guests often bring food to share, which means food can be left out of the fridge for several hours longer than recommended, which gives bacteria more time to multiply. And many people prepare food ahead of an event. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it's all factors that we probably don't think about or don't have the time to think about on Christmas Day when we've got people everywhere and we're just trying to get everyone fed. But they all increase the risk of getting food poisoning. Yeah, and just to add to the holiday plate, that's not all we need to worry about when preparing food for December 25. Don't buy as much food It's one thing. Your other thing you can potentially do is uh, esky with ice. Keep it cold. Some things survive freezing quite well. Things like bread. And that's half the battle, hey, cooking fresh food, having room to store it all if the food needs to be refrigerated and having the time to properly prepare the meal. What about leftovers? Uh, My favourite part of Christmas week leading right up until, I don't know, early in the new year is eating ham and eating all those leftovers. What are the risks there? 
I know. Well, the leftovers always seem to taste better the next day, right? <laughs> um, our taste buds um, may think they're so good, but our tummies may disagree if we don't make sure our leftovers are properly taken care of after a Christmas Day meal. Expert Gary Kennedy says there's two aspects we need to consider when dealing with leftovers. The first is the two four hour rule. Have you heard of this one? I have not. Explain. Neither did I, actually, and it's a really good one to have up your sleeve for everyday life. If food has been sitting around at room temperature and it's meant to be frozen or meant to be cold or meant to be hot, you really only can let it sit out for two hours. And after two hours, the bugs really start growing. What you've got to do is either cook it again and get it hot or put it back in the fridge. If you decide to let it sit out like... It's a long lunch and you've had a wine and you forgot you've left food out. And really, after four hours, you should bin it. So two hours, it's still safe. Four hours sitting on the table, time to go. Oh, so that's disappointing because, you know, I, I'm, I'm actually one of those people who's a bit risky with food. I'll eat food after it's expired as long as it smells all right. I'll <laughs> eat something that's been left out all day. But I guess i got to remember two and four. What's the second aspect to keeping leftovers fresh and eatable the next day? Putting food in the fridge too quickly after cooking it can actually also cause a lot of trouble. Here's what Mr Kennedy had to say. So the first thing you should do is not put anything in the fridge while it's still steaming hot. So wait 20 minutes, half an hour until there's no steam. Then when you're putting stuff in the fridge, which will probably surprise some people, it should be no thicker than about an inch or for young people, 2.5 centimetres. If it's thicker than that, it's really not going to cool down quick enough in your fridge to stop some of the food poisoning bacteria growing in warm food. And that means things like a Christmas turkey, you're going to have to break it in half. And it means things like a gravy, you need to decant, you know, pour it into something like a plastic container or into a small bowl so that it chills down properly. Um, All right. Food safety tips, check. We've done those. There are a lot of other myths out there, though, when it comes to eating in Christmas. Now, the old adage, and I've seen this all over the telly, I'm pretty sure my nana said it to me once, turkey makes you sleepy. Is that to blame for a post-meal coma? Yeah, it turns out that's a massive myth. Uh, No offence to your nana. (laughs) (laughs) Turkey actually contains a type of amino acid that's found in all poultry. So overeating and alcohol is what causes those food comas after a big Christmas lunch or dinner. And there you go. What about uh, (laughs) curing a hangover? Now, my go-to is greasy food. Does that work? Yeah, I'm sure everyone has their own specific food that they swear by. Mine is Macca's. Mm -hmm, Fair. (laughs) But the experts say curing a hangover with food is also a myth. A hangover is a result of dehydration, loss of electrolytes, low blood sugar, and damage to the lining of your digestive tract. There's actually no cure. The best thing to do is to treat it by rehydrating with um, things like diluted fruit juice or rehydration solutions and actually consuming a small serve of bland food. Bland food. Oh, that's so depressing because the one thing I do to make myself feel better when I've got a hangover is to reach for the phone, order some Uber Eats. KFC is usually my go-to actually, or a big thing of hot chips. But, you know, as with everything, moderate your intake, drink lots of water. Exactly right. Now, this next one is something that I find comes up a lot at this time of year, and I don't like it. And that's this idea that we have to lose weight and get back in shape, quote unquote, in the new year. 
I feel like we're starting to realise, you know, the idea of everything in moderation is pretty, it's a pretty good way to go about things. But you know what? I'm just a big believer in enjoying yourself, especially when it comes to the holidays. Let's bust some old school diet myths. You've gone through a few. Yeah, first up, skipping meals in the lead up to December 25 to save on calories, busted. Mm. It's proven to actually increase your hunger and that can lead to overeating. Same goes for forcing yourself to diet as a New Year's resolution. Weight loss from dieting has actually been proven to be temporary for almost everyone and it can really mess with your body from its hunger cues to its metabolism. By all means, aim to eat whole, fresh and healthy foods if that's what you genuinely want to do. But there is absolutely nothing wrong with enjoying yourself over Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a big fan of that. Um, Now, this next one, and I mentioned it a bit before, is something I'm curious about. I do it, but maybe I shouldn't, is eating expired food, stuff that's out of date, but maybe has been stored safely. Can I do that? Yeah, look, I always have that box of chocolates in the cupboard and every time I check it, it always just seems to be a week old. Yeah. Although I wouldn't, you know, gift it to someone, I did ask Mr. Kennedy if it was safe to put out on the table for Christmas dessert, maybe? There's a real difference between use by and best before. Best before means food quality. You can eat it safely after the date, but it's not going to taste the best. Whereas use by is a food safety thing and they're saying, do not eat it after this date. It's actually illegal to sell something after the use-by date. Okay, yeah, I kind of assumed that, especially with meat products or anything like that. Don't run the risk. Now, are there any particular Christmas foods we should watch out for? We're big on seafood here at this time of year. What is the advice around that? Yeah, there's quite a few to look out for, actually. Prawns is one that's an issue because they're small, they get warm really quickly. The real issue with turkey is not only the turkey, it's the stuffing, which means you've got to cook right through to the centre to ensure the centre of the stuffing's cooked. Sometimes it's the sauces, things like gravies and tartare sauce. They've got the same problems, that they can't sit around for more than four hours. And being vegan doesn't make you safe either. So things like vegan version of a turkey loaf, you know, almost like a meatloaf but made of vegan ingredients, same problems, can't sit out more than four hours. There's also another big myth that many people get wrong and it has to do with cooking. You know, it's said that it's best to stick to the recipe cooking times, but that doesn't actually apply if you're referring to frozen foods. For example, if you're thawing out a turkey, it may take longer to cook because the middle might be quite icy still. So just keep that in mind if you're hosting on Christmas Day. All right, let's say someone does fall victim to a bout of holiday food poisoning. We know the obvious symptoms, stuff comes coming back up or down from either end, fever, chills, but there are some not so common symptoms apparently. Talk us through those. Yeah, these ones are a little bit more extreme. Blurry vision, tingling, even weakness can all be signs of food poisoning. It is good to note though that they'll usually come on pretty quickly after eating a meal. So doctors say around an hour after consuming food, that's how you know it will be food poisoning. Okay. All right. So one hour, one hour countdown from that delicious meal. Um, Before we go, there is another really important myth I suppose. And that's that Christmas is a great day for everyone. And it's just not. Yes, sadly, it isn't for many. And there's a particular group of vulnerable people we need to look out for, especially if it's a warm or hot Christmas day. 
Yeah, such a good point. And also in general, you know, keep an eye out on people that you love who maybe are struggling with this time of year. I know that's not really a food myth or whatever, but talking about looking after our family and friends, check in with someone who maybe hasn't had a great year and isn't enjoying Christmas. But thank you for busting all of those holiday food myths. A really interesting chat, Sophia. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. That was Sophia Funicello from Listener's Adelaide Newsroom there talking us through some common holiday food myths. That's all we have time for today. Thanks so much for listening. The Weekend Briefing will be in your feed tomorrow morning from 6.